That's ukulele player Tiny Tim performing his one and only hit in 1968, a high-pitched falsetto rendition of the song Tiptoe Through the Tulips. There are actually heaps of songs, paintings, poems and other forms of art that reference tulips. The hugely popular flower is said to symbolise love and signal spring's arrival. There's over 3,500 named varieties of tulips on the market today. When their popularity started to peak during the era of the Dutch Golden Age in 1637, it's said that one tulip bulb could have bought you a beautiful house on the canal in Amsterdam. Hey, I'm Vanessa Fuchs, and in today's Fast Flora Facts edition of Branch Out, I'm going to share the incredible tulip mania story. Keep listening to learn how the obsession with this flower allegedly caused the first and arguably the most famous market bubble crashes of all time. Despite always being associated with the Netherlands, tulips are actually native to Central Asia, where they grow on the Karatau Mountains. The name tulip is also derived from the Persian word delbund, meaning turban, and there are two possible reasons for this. Some people think the word comes from the actual shape of the tulip flower, which resembles a turban, while others speculate that it was popular to wear this flower in one's turban which may have led to the translation error by historians. Tulips first made their way to Europe in the 16th century by the spice trading routes. The flowers looked like no other flower native to the continent and their intriguing and rare shape soon led to them becoming a luxury item destined for the gardens of the affluent in Holland. To emulate their wealthier neighbors, the merchant middle classes of Dutch society also slowly started to demand them for their gardens. Tulips became a status item that were purchased for the very reason that they were expensive. So, in the early 1600s, professional cultivars of tulips began to refine techniques to grow and produce the flowers locally, establishing a flourishing business sector that has persisted to this day. The Dutch learned that tulips could grow from seeds or buds that grew on the mother bulb. A bulb that grew from seed would take 7 to 12 years before flowering, but a bulb itself could flower the very next year. As the growing process was sped up and refined, tulips with a striped, multicoloured pattern rather than a single solid colour started to emerge. Now this variation actually evolved from a mosaic virus strain caused by aphids, but the demand for this unique multicolored tulip, which was dubbed broken bulbs, grew quickly and ultimately led to the high market price. Sidebar, today this multicolored coloring is produced artificially. The virus is still used to alter the DNA, but it's done without the aphids. Now at the height of the market, the rarest tulip bulbs traded for more than 300 guilders. And this is around the yearly wage of a master craftsman. And the most anyone apparently ever spent was 5,000 guilders, 
Now that's the price of a well-appointed house. (gasps) The story says that everybody appeared to be making money simply by possessing some of these rare bulbs. Indeed, it seemed at the time that the price could only go up and the passion for tulips would last forever. People began buying tulips with leverage and buying way more than they could afford. But as quickly as it began, confidence was dashed. By the end of the year of 1637, prices began to fall rapidly and never looked back. A large part of this rapid decline was driven by the fact that people had purchased bulbs on credit, hoping to repay their loans when they sold their bulbs for a profit. But as the story goes, once prices started their decline, holders were forced to liquidate to sell their bulbs at any price and to declare bankruptcy in the process. Or for some, escape their financial misery by drowning themselves in the canals of Amsterdam. The tulip mania story has captured the public's imagination for generations and has been the subject of several books, including a novel called Tulip Fever. The fictional financier Gordon Gecko in the movie Wall Street Money Never Sleeps also references it and calls it the greatest bubble story of all time. Even the church latched onto this tale as a warning against the sins of greed and avarice. It became not only a cultural parable, but also a religious apologue. But modern researchers suggest we've misunderstood the whole story and the tulip trade at heart. It wasn't speculative fever, but cultural factors that made people value the flower. A professor of early modern European history at King's College in London and Goldgar says the effect wasn't nearly as bad as the story suggests and the crash was probably caused by unsustainability and the fears of oversupply. Professor Goldgar also found that while some flowers saw prices as high as the cost of a nice house, these were very rare. She also couldn't find any evidence of anyone declaring bankruptcy, let alone drowning themselves in the canal to escape their financial problems. But what's that saying? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story? Yeah. The tulip mania story is still part of our public discourse and it's used as a moral lesson to highlight that greed is bad and chasing prices can be dangerous. It's become a fable about morality and markets and provides a strong reminder that what goes up must go down. Thanks for listening to Branch Out. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a five-star rating and a review. It helps more people find Branch Out to discover the surprising world of plants. Next week, we're looking at another super popular flower, orchids. I had a chat with Jessica Waite, a technical officer at the Australian Institute of Botanical Science, who is performing some extremely delicate and challenging research to save threatened native orchid species in New South Wales. Here's a little preview. For the orchids, I really love the fact that they're, they're so complex, even, even with their flower structure. It's so different to any other flower that you see. To get every Branch Out episode, make sure you hit follow on your podcast app. I'm Vanessa Fuchs, and this episode of Branch Out was produced by Dan Butler. Dan Butler.